Welcome to the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jew. The 12 tribes of Israel. They get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. From the words of the Most High, straight from the Bible. Join us each week as the prophets break down deep basics, Bible mysteries, expose dangerous deceptions, and show you how to come back to your heritage and inherit the kingdom of heaven. These are revelations and insight that you will not get anywhere else. So he that has an ear, land here. Because the prophets are about to speak. Israel United in Christ podcast. Shalom Israel and Mosin Christ bless. You're listening to a new series in the Israel United in Christ podcast. The Messiah is in the Old Testament. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to download the IUIC app over at iuicapp.com. Once again, that's iuicapp.com. We have the app available for Mac operating systems. So that means if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad, you can download the app. The app is also available for Android. So that means for all your Android devices. So make sure you go over to iuicapp.com and download the app. It's for free. So now let's send this out to headquarters with the bishop and the deacons. We'll continue in the series. The Messiah is in the Old Testament. Genesis 49 again. Uncle Edom. The book of <laughs> yeah. the book of Genesis, chapter 49 and verse 8. Judah, thou art no, he. No, verse 9. Verse 9. Judah is a lion's whelp. Mm-hmm. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion. And as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The prophets. Or as well, we are now, Rafiki. That's what we'd be. And here. Go ahead. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Meaning he's always meant to be king. When he said to him and said, Simba, you're supposed to be in the throne. The throne is yours, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing. Supposed to be in the throne. The throne belongs. You're the rightful king. That's what he says. Go ahead. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet. The lawgivers as well. The priest. Go ahead. Until Shiloh comes. Until who come? Until Shiloh comes. Means the peaceable one comes. Go ahead. And unto him. Unto him, the Shiloh. Shiloh, the peaceable one. Go ahead. Shall the gathering of the people be? Unto him shall the gathering of Israel be. Not any, any regular, any elder in Israel, any camp. He's referring to the Messiah. Unto the Messiah shall the gathering of all 12 be. But he's going to use Judah, the top tribe, to raise up all the rest. And then he's going to gather all of us together as one. All right? Um, read on. Verse 11. Binding his foal unto the vine. Talk, so, still referring to Shiloh. Binding his foe unto the vine. Go ahead. And his ass's colt unto the choice vine. The cho- and got and as his ass's colt unto the choice vine. The vine is us. Go ahead. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. So Moses is giving a description. He this guy, based on what based upon what I'm seeing on his clothes, he washed his clothes in wine. And it says he um in his clothes in the blood of grapes. Who washed their clothes in wine? Do y'all wash your clothes in wine? But that's what Moses is describing here. This guy's clothes is drenched in wine because he ain't see what somebody else sees later on. Let's go to Zechariah 9 and 9. We'll get to that. Are you saving that 
Yeah, I am going to say that one. I like that one. It makes me happy. Zechariah 9, verse 9. The book of Zechariah, chapter 9 and verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king is cometh unto thee. Read again. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Rejoice greatly, O daughter, meaning the nation of Zion. Go ahead. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Be happy. Go ahead. Behold, thy king is cometh. Thy king cometh unto thee. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Go ahead. He is just. He is righteous. And having salvation. And this king to come is, is going to bring forth deliverance. Go ahead. Lowly. Humble. And riding upon an ass. You'll see him riding upon an ass. Go ahead. And upon a colt. The foal of an ass. And riding upon an ass or riding upon the mule. See, ass is in the Bible. You can say ass. It's in the Bible. Don't get mad. No, ass, all right? So now, let's get Isaiah 63, verse 1. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to wait that. Makes me happy. Isaiah 63, verse 1. Let's see what Moses described. Because Moses has shown the last days. He was shown... The beginning, and he was shown the end. That's right. That's what Ezra told us. All right? So we're going to see what Moses... Now, Moses didn't give, or wasn't allowed to give one or the other, too much detail regarding his clothes being washed in the blood of grapes. But what was not given to Moses was given was passed on to the rest of the prophets. So let's see what Isaiah sees. Go ahead. The, the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom? Who is this that cometh from the land of Edom? Go ahead. With thy garments from Basra. With died. Garments from Basra, Edom's capital. This that is glorious in his apparel. He's answering the question. This guy that is glorious in his apparel. Go ahead. Traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. He's, answering, he's asking and answering his own question through Isaiah. It's me. That's who you see. That's who, it's me coming out of Basra. It's me coming out of Edom. It's me. It's an answer question situation here. Go ahead. Question response. Go ahead. Verse 2. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel? He's asking himself a question. Why are your garments red? Why are your garments red like this? Go ahead. And thy garment, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat. Like the garments of him that, that washes his clothes in the blood of grapes. Like Moses said it in Genesis 49. Why are your clothes look like that? Like you wash them in wine. They're so red. What's that redness on your garments? Moses asked the same question. What's that rest up in his garment? Go ahead. Verse 3. I have trodden the wine press alone. The wine press when you step on grapes to make wine. I have trodden it alone. But who, so if he's trodden the wine press alone, who are the grapes in his wine press? Go ahead. And of the people, there was none with me. I need no help. I did it by myself. Go ahead. For I will tread them in mine anger. Oh, now we're getting a, clear, a clue of who the grapes are. I will tread them. Who's the them? Eat them in verse 1. I will tread them in mine anger. Go ahead. And trample them in my fury. And I'm going to stomp them out. You know how Jake is evil in the world. He stomp people out. Well, Christ is going to do the same thing in righteousness. Stomp nations out. Give them the beats. Go ahead. And their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments. Now we know what the wine is. It's not wine at all. It's blood. That's what it is. And he said, and their blood. Their so he blood. He ain't talking about grapes. He's talking about people's bodies. Yep. That's what he means. And whose people's? Bozra, Edomites. Yep. Then, then, then always remember that's not his blood. He yep. ain't gonna be cut where his blood nope. mingled with them. He just gonna be killing. Yep. That's, a, that's a bad scene, ain't it? Yep. Big black feet. 
smashing so-called white folks. Yep. Because that's what the scene is. Mm -hmm. And I will stain all my raiment. And I will stain all my raiment as if I washed it in grapes. It's going to be blood all over the garment. Blood soaked. Now, this is the reason why Christianity cult members will try so desperately to say, well, Edom is gone, done away with. Well, when did this happen? When did this take place? Never. So it's going to take place, which means what? Edom still exists, which means there's a nation on the earth that God still hates and God is going to kill, which means all nations can't be saved because one is condemned and still condemned until now. So you're going to stop that nonsense. We keep telling you, leave us alone. So now y'all understand what Genesis 40, 49 is about yep. when they get to those verses. Mm -hmm. Verse 4. Verse 4. For the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. For the day of vengeance is in mine heart. So God thinks on vengeance, and his son does too. And he says, in the year of my redeemed, in the year of, my, of the salvation for my children, my people, is come. So while I'm stomping y'all out, I'm saving them. Go ahead. And I looked, and there was none to help. And I wondered that there was none to uphold. No one can fight me. No one can win. No challenge. Go ahead. Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me. And my fury, it upheld me. And my anger kept me going. It killed more and more and more. The anger I got, the more I killed. Name the Lord Jesus. Right. <laughs> Not my Caesar. I mean Jesus. That is the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Verse 6. Verse 6. And I will tread down the people in mine anger. Now he clarifies it more. I will tread down the people in mine anger. Because where's he coming from? Edom, Basra. He's telling you where he's coming from. He's, he's giving you the aftermath. I came out of this city. I'm, all, I'm covered in this wine press. I came, I came back alone. Covered in blood. But where did he come from? Whose blood he's covered in? Edom's. You know what's funny, Deacon, as you bring that out? Don't you know that during the so-called dark, dark ages, uh, when we were ruling over there, don't you know that we painted this scene on a lot of the walls over there? Mm -hmm. This is what we're reading, the paintings of Christ smashing smashing in the grape, in the wine press. is is illustrated over there. So they knew about this. Mm -hmm. They know about it. Right. Verse 6. Verse 6. And I will tread down the people in mine anger. Go ahead. And make them drunk in my fury. Go ahead. Be you know, a person, get, a person is drunk, they're, they're all over the place. They're, on, they're freaking in the days, dazed up. They ain't gonna do them, they're not going to do what to do with themselves. They're going to be all beaten up, destroyed. Go ahead. And I will bring down their strength to the earth. And bring them to hell. Put them in captivity. That's what he's saying. Bring down their strength to nothing. To the ground. That's what it means. That's what Moses saw in Genesis 49. That's detail. Numbers 24. Now, we have a, a witch named Balaam who, um, when Israel entered into the promised land, the people, the heathens out there got fearful. I believe, I believe it was Midian, it was the Midianites, and I think the Moabites. I got nervous and ran to this witch to ask him to curse Israel for him. And he said, I can't do it. They're righteous. They're doing the commandments. They're following their God. Their God speaks to me. I can't, I can't do anything against them. But I will tell you these things, though. The things he showed me, I'm going to tell you. Numbers 24. And the reason why we know what the Lord showed this guy is because Mo he showed Moses what he showed Balaam. Because we killed this guy. Because Balaam was the one that told the heathen, I can't curse them. But what I can do is give you counsel how to beat them. Send your women against them. 
Then once you send your women against them, they'll sin. Then you can overthrow them. So the Lord, so the Most High showed him these things before we eventually killed them, Moabites that tried to hire him, and then we killed him also. So Moses, who wrote Genesis and Numbers and so forth, is showing us what he showed to Balaam. We wouldn't know about this if Moses didn't write it down. Can't read someone's mind. So the Most High is showing Moses what he showed Balaam. That was going to be for us, so happened amongst our people in the last days. You follow? Numbers 24 and verse 14. The book of Numbers, chapter 24 and verse 14. And now behold, I go unto my people. Come therefore, and I will advertise thee what this people shall do to thy people in the latter days. What my people shall do to your what this people shall do to your people in the last days, latter days. Jump to verse. 17, so he's referring to the last days. Verse 17. Verse 17. I shall see him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him. Go ahead. But not now. Not now. He ain't going to come. He ain't here yet. I shall behold him. In another life, he's referring to another life. I shall see him. Go ahead. But not nigh. But I won't be near him because I'm not his people. I will not be near him because I'm not his people. Go ahead. There shall come a star out of Jacob. Go ahead. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. A star means a leader, a, a, a light. A light out of Jacob. And a scepter means this, this light will be a leader to our people, a king. Because the king carries a scepter. Remember Genesis 49? The scepter shall not depart from Judah. No longer between his feet. He's saying the same thing, Moses. He's saying the same thing. Go ahead. And shall smite the corners of Moab. Uh-huh. And destroy all the children of Sheth. All the children of Sheth. All right? Of Satan. So now. All the corners of Moab and the children of Sheth. So now. He's showing Balaam what Israel's going to do in the last days. So we're going to conquer Moab again in the last days. And we're going to conquer all those other nations that worship Sheth and so forth. We're going to conquer them too, which is all nations. They all worship Satan. That means all nations because they have no God. So by default, they're God's the devil because they're godless people. Godless people. Read on. Verse 18. And Edom shall be a possession. Here he goes again. And Edom shall be a possession temporarily because after a while, we have no need of him. After a while, he got to go. Go ahead. Seir also shall be a possession for his enemies. And we shall possess their land because they're not going to be in it no more because they're going to kill them out of it. Go ahead. And Israel shall do valiantly. And will do well once they're gone. Even more so once they're gone. Go ahead. Verse 19. Out of Jacob. Out of Jacob. Go ahead. Shall come he that shall have dominion. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion. Go ahead. And shall destroy him that remaineth of the city. Right, and shall destroy him. So who's the he out of Jacob that shall have dominion? Let's get Daniel 7 and 13. I'm going to stay in the old, because you know the Old Testament Israelites don't believe in the New Testament. So I'm going to stay in the old, much as I can, as much as I can throughout the whole class. I'm going to stay in the old. Daniel 7, 13. The stay book, in the Old Testament. The book of Daniel, chapter 7 and verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man. Go ahead. Came with the clouds of heaven. Came with the clouds of heaven, meaning angels, chariots. Go ahead. And came to the Ancient of Days. And this Son of Man approached the Ancient of Days. Son of Man is who? That's right. Two separate entities. Not the Trinity, not one the same. He's being presented... One being presented by the angels to another. Right. Not the same. He's not presenting himself to himself. That doesn't make any damn sense. Otherwise, it will say the Ancient of Days came to the Ancient of Days. It don't say that. 
the son of man came to the ancient of days. Read again. And came to the ancient of days. Read from the top. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days. And he came to the ancient of days. Go ahead. And they brought him near before him. And they, the clouds of heaven, brought him, the son of man, near before him, the ancient of days. Giving you a separation of the two. Y'all follow. Go ahead. Verse 14. Watch this. And there was given him. Him, horn, the him is the son of man. There was given him the son of man. Go ahead. And there was given him dominion. What? Dominion. Don't, isn't that what Balaam just said earlier? Out of Jacob shall come him that shall have dominion. He's referring to him. Go ahead. And glory. And glory. And a kingdom that all people. Nations and languages should serve him. Should serve him. Remember Zechariah 9 said, Behold, thy king cometh. Zechariah 9 verse 9. Go ahead. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. Which will last forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Ever. Let's get Psalms 2. Verse 6. The book of Psalms, chapter 2 and verse 6. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Uh -huh. I will declare and I will declare the decree the Lord had said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. He's talking to his king. Thou art my son. So this king he's going to set up will be his son. Read verse 6 again. Verse 6. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of yeah. Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me. Unto me, because this is the, the king he's, he's talking to, speaking through David. Go ahead. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Go ahead. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. Ask of me, and I shall give you the heathen for your inheritance or your possession. Like the said in Numbers 24, he shall, Edom shall be a possession. Go ahead. And the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And everyone else on the earth also shall be your possession. And everything else. Go ahead. Verse 9. Thou shalt break them with thou, The them is the heathen that are his inheritance. Thou shalt thou, the king who he sets up, who he calls his son, shall do what to them? Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. You shall dash them to pieces in pieces like a potter's vessel. All right, read on. Verse 10. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. That's us. Remember, Christ is the king of kings, lord of lords. If he's the king of kings, who's he the king of? Us. We're the kings. King of kings. He's the alpha of all the kings and lord of all the lords. We're the lords. King of kings, lord of lords. Go ahead. Be wise Go now. On. If, hold on. I'm, you're, reading a, you're reading a lot of stuff, and I, I want this thing to really rest on your head. The Bible is telling us all of these great things, right? Y'all hearing this, right? The Most High is promising us the planet Earth and everything else, and we're going to rule this Earth with Christ and all of that. But our, the, our enemy's objective, although it's written in this Bible and it's crystal clear, the history, everything backs it up, archaeology, all the stuff that we've been talking about, but your enemies want to, want to uh, intercept your mind from what's written in here. In other words... If they could cause you not to believe this, this will have no effect on you. You follow me? Once you, because if you really, really believe 
what this is really saying about what Christ is saying about us, the world is yours. As a man thinketh, so his reality will fit what he thinks. I'm going to just say it that way. I've been saying it the easy way and nobody really was picking up on what it said. If you, um, if you imagine it and you really believe in that imagination, it will come to pass through the spirit of Christ in the most. High. That's what this Bible is telling you. So the objective of an enemy is to, inter- is to intercept your belief in this. Yeah, that Bible says that they're great. Yes, that Bible says this. Yes, that Bible says that. But if I can convince them that they are not really the people of the Bible, we got nothing to worry about. That's what, like I told y'all before, that's what that scene in the Ten Commandments was all about. They didn't care whether or not I'm talking about the thing with Moses when they talk about the deliverer. They said there's a story, there's a, a saying about a deliverer coming to rescue the people out of captivity in Goshen. And the Pharaoh said, well, I don't care whether it's a deliverer or not. My problem is, do they believe that there's a deliverer? Because if they believe that there is a deliverer, they are not going to work for you. They're not going to serve you. They're not going to worship you because they really believe that they're going to be rescued from the bondage that we put them in. If you really believe this, the world is ours. Go ahead. Christianity is no different from Lion King. Again, Lion King, they go, Kuna Matata. No worries. Eat unclean animals. You just be free. It's a it's a trouble free philosophy. Akuna Matata. Exactly. Grace under grace. Do nothing under disbelief. It's the same garbage. It's the same thing. Akuna Matata. Be a homosexual. Akuna Matata. Be a murderer. Akuna Matata. Be a drug dealer. Akuna Matata. It's the same thing. It's the same nonsense. Great wisdom of Psalm six. So we sing that song, oh, that song is nice, it's nice. It's just catchy. And so is Sin, Sin's catchy also. Yeah, coon, yeah, a coon matata, a coon matata. <laughs> you funny. This is Psalm 6, read verse, <laughs> a coon matata. Verse 18. The book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter 6 and verse 18. Because the heathen will say, you guys are pushing hate. Why don't you push love? Love, push love. That's the Matata again. Right. That's another way of intercepting you from what the Bible is really saying. So let's see what love is. Yeah, if they not done, make that statement you said that he didn't say it. Oh, Akuna Matata. No, he said. Uh, oh, we, trouble free philosophy. It's a no, trouble. We're pushing hate, man. But oh, you're pushing hate. Love. We should say, push love. say what you say again. Oh, you're pushing hate. You should, you should push love. Love. But the love began with pay the people for 100 something years, the free labor. Yeah. Your love then began like that. Why we have to show you love? You have not paid your due yet. Yeah, how the hell you don't pay me? I work for you. You want me to love you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it make no damn sense whatsoever, man. Verse seventeen, the book of wisdom of Solomon, chapter six and verse seventeen. Yeah, for the very true beginning of her is the desire of discipline. The desire of discipline. The her is wisdom. Go ahead. And the care of discipline is love. Oh. The care of discipline is love. Go ahead. And the love and love is the keeping of her laws. Oh, love is keeping God's laws. And God's laws says they're going to inherit the nations as slaves. That's what the Bible says. That's my desire. That's, my, that's our desire. Go ahead. And the giving heed unto her laws is the assurance of incorruption. Of immortality. Go ahead. And incorruption maketh us near unto God. Go ahead. Watch this. Therefore, the desire of wisdom bringeth to a kingdom. The desire of wisdom brings you to a kingdom, to rule. 
Because when you are you have when you have a kingdom, what are you? You're a king. What do you? What does a king have? Subjects, people to serve him in that kingdom. Go ahead. Verse twenty one. If your delight be then in thrones and scepters. As a man thinketh, so we'll see. If your delight be then in thrones and in what? And scepters. And scepters. Like the Son of God is going to receive a scepter. Go ahead. O ye kings of the people. O ye kings of the people. Like he said in Psalms 2. Kings of the people. Go ahead. Honor, wisdom, honor wisdom that ye may reign forevermore. Over who? Everyone and everything. Forevermore. Go ahead. As for wisdom, what she is... And how she so that's came all up. I want. So I want. So I want. So go back to Psalms two. So wisdom brings you to a kingdom. Psalms two and verse ten. The book of Psalms, chapter two and verse ten. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Go ahead. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. I mean, serve God with fear and trembling. That's Psalms. That's Philippians two and twelve. That's where Paul got it from. Serve the Lord with fear and trembling. Go ahead. Verse 12. Kiss the son. Kiss the son. The same son who is, who is well pleased, who, has, who he has begotten in verse 7, who was set upon his holy hill in verse 6. Go ahead. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. You kiss someone, you love them. Love the son. Mean keep the commandments. Lest what? Lest he be angry. Go ahead. And he perish from the way. And he kills you. Go ahead. When his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all that blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Now, what the, the the Old Testament Israelites go? It goes. It says sun right here. Sun means kiss the pure, purity. And that word, word sun is purity there. Well, I want to know who the son of God is in verse seven. Thou art my son. Thou art my purity in verse seven. That made no type of sense to me at all. Purity is going to inherit the nations. Purity is going to inherit the nations forever. Purity does that. Wow, you deep, deep and dumb. All right, that's a wrap for this episode in this series. The Messiah is in the Old Testament. Lord willing, we will be here next week with another episode and continue to detox our people from the lies they've been told about who you are and where you come from and where you're going. Until then, spread the word about this show. And always remember, keep the commandments of the Most High. Shalom. Most High in Christ blessed. And thank you for listening to the Israel United in Christ podcast. If you like what you heard, we do hope you pass along our web address. That's IUICpodcast.com. That's IUICpodcast.com. To your family, friends, and colleagues, be sure to check out our archive of previous podcasts. Be sure to check the live class schedule to join us for our next live web streaming Sabbath class. Join us next time for another edition of the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jews, the 12 tribes of Israel, and spread the word about the show. Until next time, Mosai in Christ bless you and yours.